Welcome to the United City Church Podcast, where we think God is much less concerned about where you've been than where you're going. We really believe this message will help you know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Enjoy. And today really is uh, something that I feel like is important. We're starting a brand new series called Stuck. Everybody say Stuck. Anybody ever felt stuck in their life? Like they just can't get unstuck? Like you ever been there where you're like, man, I'm just stuck at my job. I'm stuck in my marriage. I'm stuck um, in my career. I'm stuck in my finances. I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. And I need to get unstuck. Anybody ever been there? I've been there. I think we've all been there when it comes to, to life. And here's the reality is that, is that I believe the Bible offers us um, very clear conversation about uh, being unstuck. And so today is just kind of a, a, a filler on what is to come in this series. We're going to talk about marriage. We're going to talk about finance. We're going to talk about home. We're going to talk about jobs. We're going to talk about relationship. This is, you know, February. This is the love month. You know, uh, I know that uh, more babies are born later on in the year because of this month. All right. And so, uh, People always having babies later on, nine months from nine months from next week, there's gonna be somebody born. I can promise you that, all right? And so we're we're excited, we're pumped, and I believe that in this series that we're gonna unlock some things in your life. And I believe in this series, we're gonna unlock some things in our church. Uh, God is strategically moving some things around that I was not... Uh, ready for or prepped for. But if you're taking notes, this is not on the screen. Today is me preaching, okay? I, I, have, I have no things that are gonna be on the screen except for the Bible verses that are gonna come up in just a minute. But if you're taking notes, what I want you to write down is this. I want you to write this down and you can type it into your phone. There is no growth in the comfort zone and there's no comfort in the growth zone. <laughs> that's right. It's like, yeah, that's exactly right. There is no growth in the comfort zone and there is no comfort in the growth zone. And, and if you want to grow in life, you have to understand that you need to be very uncomfortable with getting too comfortable. And I think so often in life, what we tend to do is we tend to scathe by, we tend to... Um, just barely work our way through because discomfort makes us comfortable, amen? When discomfort is, is, is given to our lives, what we often do is we run because discomfort is not fun, amen? It's not the place we wanna be. Discomfort doesn't uh, provide for us the way that we thought it would provide. Discomfort uh, is something that is difficult. It may be that you need to have a difficult conversation. It may, that, may be that you need to be uh, looking at a new career path. It may be that you need to fix some things in your marriage. It may be that you need to fix some things in your relationships. But I'm telling you, if you are comfortable with being comfortable, I'm here to tell you, you're about to get uncomfortable with our church. Because God is doing something that I can't quite explain, that I can't quite uh, uh, comprehend, but he is at work, he is on the move, and I cannot wait 
for what he has in store. Um, Ephesians chapter three, one of my favorite verses in all the Bible um, is gonna pop up on the screen. And I, I, wanna, I wanna read this to you. Ephesians three, verse 20 and 21. And it says, now to him who is able to do what? To do what? To do immeasurably more than all we ask. It, it, can, it, can I just stop right there for a second? That there is a God who can do immeasurably more than all we ask. I don't know if you know this, but light travels at 186,000 miles per second. By the time I snap my fingers, it's gonna go around the earth seven times. Now, last I checked, we like to measure things with rulers. God measures things with light. And last I checked, if God says that, that he can do immeasurably more, then what are we spending our lives doing thinking of God less? And the Bible's very clear. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to the power that is at work within who? Within us. That there is a God at work within us. He is immeasurably more than you can think. He is immeasurably more than you can dream. He's immeasurably more than you can ask. Then it goes on and it says, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. I think Paul was just preaching a message. Like he, I thought that was a great prayer. Forever and ever. And he just watched Sandlot, you know, forever. Amen. And he just ended it. Like, you know what the word amen means? It means let it be. So when you end your prayer and you're asking God to do immeasurably more and you're asking God to do great things in your life and you say, amen, what you're saying is, God, I'm letting it be in your hands. And you think about being stuck. When I was in high school, we, I grew up in Arkansas. And so we did stupid things in high school and in middle school and, and all these things. Uh, we decided the night before I left to go to college, we decided we would go mudding um, with four-wheelers, Jeeps, all kinds of stuff. Um, and we went to this place, what we called the power lines. And the power lines were where a lot of people went mudding at in Siloam Springs, Arkansas. And um, so we get four-wheelers out, we get all kinds of stuff out, and, and there's Jeeps, there's winches, there's, there's four-wheelers, and we're just, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a mud fest, all right? And one of my buddies is, is driving this big rancher four-wheeler and it's got big tires on it. And he thinks I can just take this wherever I want. And so he decides he's gonna go through this mud. But here's the deal about mud. What's on the surface looks kind of cool, but you don't realize how deep it actually is. It's kind of like your character. You know what I'm saying? Like it's what will sink you that's below the surface, but what everybody sees is like, oh, that's really cute, but your character is what will keep you afloat. And so he thinks, I'm gonna take my four-wheeler through this. And he's gunning it. And the next thing you know, home dog is bogged down in the middle and mud, and he's sinking. And he's sinking until mud gets up to where basically uh, the fenders on his four-wheeler are. And we thought, you know what? We will get you out of there because that's what our Kansans do, right? We'll, we'll get another four-wheeler and we'll hook it up to you. We'll get two of them, we'll pull you out. But here's what you gotta know about mud. 
is that when you get sunk down deep in mud, it's kind of like quicksand. Like it'll literally, you had to, it, it creates a suction that you can't, yeah, if you've ever had your shoes on and you've walked in mud, it'll try to pull them right off. So we're, we're thinking, we're gonna get this guy out of here with three different floors. We, we hooked up three different floors. We try to pull the guy out, we can't do it. We got a Jeep CJ7 with huge tires on it and a winch. We couldn't get the four-wheeler out of the mud. You know what we did? About four of us went over and we started digging in the mud to create space for him to get out. And I find it interesting that, that we're ironically using a van stuck in some somewhat mud and some people probably trying to push out. I find it interesting that in life, that oftentimes that we will stay stuck and not ask for help. We decided to help our buddy out and we decided, you know what, we're gonna get you unstuck. And I think sometimes in life, we spend our lives stuck because we are, we are too prideful to ask for help. Amen? I thought it would get quiet for a second when we start talking about pride and asking for help. I'm with you. I'm there. I do that. I like to shoulder things myself. I like to shoulder everything myself and think I can do it. But the reality is, is that the more you shoulder yourself, the more stuck you will be. The more you do on your own, the more stuck you will be. We, we say all the time here, you know, we're in this together. It's one of our values. We, we say things like, none of us are as strong as all of us. It's one of our values. We, we say things like, this is important that we don't do life alone. And yet so often in our lives, we're stuck because we have done life alone. We haven't surrounded ourselves with the right people and the right motives with the with people who want what's best for us. See, being stuck is something that I think that we all battle with and deal with. And I, I love that we started digging and we started digging and we would move mud. And here's what's interesting about mud is it would try to fall back in. And that's exactly how life goes. You, you dig something out and something will try to creep its way back into your loneliness. And something will try to isolate you from having community. And someone will try to keep you from doing what you're called to do. Someone will keep you from trying to do what God has equipped you to do. Someone will keep you from starting that nonprofit. Someone will keep you from doing something great with your life and you just feel stuck. But I came to tell you today that we have a God who is immeasurably more than you can think, believe, ask or receive. He is that kind of God. And listen, listen, and you may think that your life is stuck now, but there is a God whose arm is stronger than any four-wheeler, whose arm is stronger than any Jeep. He is a God of the, of the comeback. He is a God who can pull you out of a situation and pull you up put you on your feet and put you on the right path. Amen, somebody? And I think so often we live our lives stuck. You ever seen somebody that is frantically trying to get out of a situation that's kind of drowning, like in water? You know, they teach guys that go in into the seas that when they go to help people, in water, they've got to get them to be calm because when somebody's not calm in water, they will sink you and them. <laughs> uh, 
I think it was a movie called The Guardian years ago with Ashton Kutcher. And he like smacked that dude in the mouth just to get him to calm down. He punched him, broke his nose so he could get him up out of the, the chopper. Sometimes in life, when you're stuck, what you need is somebody to come alongside you and they may need to nudge you. They may need to give you a, an elbow. They may need to tell you, hey, get it together. It's time to step up. It's time to move forward. And you may need somebody in your life like that. And I'm here to tell you, I think sometimes we don't want people in our lives like that because we're afraid that they may actually have our best interest. You see, if there's no comfort in the growth zone and there's no growth in the comfort zone, then what is there? There's a God of immeasurably more. And by immeasurably more, I mean this, is that oftentimes God will put us in a place of holy discontent so that he can get us to the place that he wants us to be in our lives. Anybody ever been discontent with their life? Yeah, I've been there. I think we've all been there. Anybody ever been discontent with their situation? Yeah, I think we've all been there. Have you ever had, had the rug pulled right out from under them and you don't know what to do or who to turn to or what's gonna happen next? You ever been there? Yeah. Have you ever thought of this? That maybe God is the one doing the pulling and you're just too stubborn to listen and that you're just too stubborn to be like, and you want to blame everybody else for what's going on? You even want to blame yourself? But what if God is in the midst of your pain and your suffering? See, oftentimes we, we live life stuck. And God's saying, hey, there's no comfort in that zone. There's no comfort in the growth zone. What God wants you to do, he wants you to grow your faith. He wants you to know that, that he's a faithful God. And sometimes in the midst of us being stuck, what God wants us to do is trust him more and yet we trust him less. And what we do is we try to fix our own problems, right? We try to fix our own situations, right? We try to, we try to think, you know what? I'm gonna read a book that's gonna give me five details on how to get out of this situation, but really we're reading the wrong book. You see, for everything in our lives, there's an answer and it's in this book. And sometimes we don't understand it and sometimes we don't know what's happening and we don't, we don't have it figured out, but I'm here to tell you today that the book of Ephesians is one of Paul's most poetic books. And in it, it, it the, the city of Ephesus was much like a port, it was a port city. It was much like what DFW would be. Commerce, business, money, all these things were taking place in this community. As a matter of fact, there was a, a commercial port where boats would port and they would sell trade. They would do all this business there. It boasted of theaters and a library and all these things. You, like, it, it, it was filled with knowledge and people who thought outside the box. Like they, they thought about Plato and Aristotle and they thought about all these things and they used imagery and they, they worshiped multiple gods in this city. There was... Um, they, they loved philosophy and they loved to debate. Amen, somebody, what's happening in our country today? They loved to debate. And they would talk about who was the greatest and they would talk about all these things. And they had this temple that was there and, and they worshiped a fertility God. 
And what would happen in this city is that uh, prostitutes would hang out in the city and they would come down at night and they would uh, prostitute themselves to all the men in the community or as many as they could because they believed that if they had sex with more and more people that God was blessing them because they were fertile. And if you weren't fertile and you couldn't have babies, then you were, you were cast off. Just to give you a little bit of backstory of how Paul is writing in the midst of a culture that is rough. He stayed there for three years, roughly three years. And what he had to get going into this community is this word submission. And oftentimes when we're stuck, we don't want to submit. Amen. Like I watched John Jones last night fight a little bit um, in the highlights. That's a bad man. Like, and I, and I know, like in UFC, one of the things that you want to do is you want to make the other person submit. So often though, when it comes to God, we don't want to submit. Did you know that submission is the oil that makes the gears of relationships? It's the oil that moves relationships forward. It's the, it's the oil that moves our families forward. It's the oil that moves our churches forward. It's, it's how we become unstuck. That's why when we dug, we created a little bit of room. You ever, you ever notice that when your, your brake pads start to grind, I know this because I've done it a lot and I'm terrible at taking care of my car, right, Jamie? It's like, I, I, I'm, I'm terrible at taking care of my car and your brakes start to grind a little bit. It's because they need something that will move them along in a better way. You know that your car needs oil to run? Without oil, your engine doesn't run smoothly. And I'm here to tell you that if you wanna get unstuck in life, you need the oil of submission and relationship in your lives. And what you need is some people who will look at you and tell you what's best for you. And I'm thankful that I have people like that in my life. Just this morning, I had a person tell me that. It's awesome to have people in your life who, know, who, who want what's best for you, who, who wanna be a part of something that's big who want to be a part of a community that changes lives. But you will never, you will never get unstuck without believing there is a God who can do immeasurably more, without having the faith in people who will get you to where you need to go. See, the Ephesian church, you have to understand, they were money hungry, not the church, but the, the community was, it was all about money. It was all about, you know, all these theatrics, as a matter of fact, it was considered the bank of Asia. So where Asia sits, Ephesus was the bank. That's where everybody went. That's, it was the Dallas Metroplex, Dallas Forward Metroplex. Did you know that by 2030, they're talking about 11 million people living in this area? I don't know why. For whatever reason, people want to live here. And I know that the Texans are going to be like, because it's Texas, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's Texas. You don't want to live in Texas. I mean, I, I, I'll be honest, I'm with you. I, I'm part of that crowd now, you know? Like, who don't want to live in Texas? I just need your property taxes to go down just a tad bit, man. I'm just saying, like, but you know, like, people want to live here. People want to move here. And I want to be a part of their transition into this life. I want to be a church 
that is standing in the gap for those who are trying to figure out what to do. I wanna be a church that has faith, that is not faithless, that is faithful, amen? That is full of faith, that believes God is immeasurably more, that believes God can help marriages, that believes God can restore addiction, that believes God can touch drug drug addicts, that believes God can touch those who are being sold into slavery, that believes God can touch every single person's life that wants to be touched. In this scripture, all throughout the book of Ephesians, God, um, Paul would use financial language for a reason. It's because he knew whom he was talking to. And I'm gonna tell you guys, I, I know this morning, and I'm looking out at a, a group of people whom you felt stuck in life. And quite frankly, you don't know how to get out of it. Can I be a, a, a source of encouragement to you this morning? Go to the New Testament. Read Ephesians 3.20 over and over and over and over and over and over. And when it feels like you're more stuck, read Ephesians 3.20 over and over. And when you feel like that you're getting out of it a little bit, read Ephesians 3.20 over and over. And when you feel like that you're out of it, read Ephesians 3.20. When you feel like your dream is about to die, read Ephesians 3.20. When you feel like your marriage and there's no hope for it, read Ephesians 3.20. When you feel like that your finances are in a wreck, read Ephesians 3.20. It is the lifeline to life that God can do immeasurably more. And here's the deal. Don't be faithless in reading the Bible. Be faithful in reading what it says and believe what it says. I love that Paul would write this and then in the very next chapter he would say, he would say some words that are not going to be on the screen but I, I want you to understand these words. He would, he would say, as a prisoner for the Lord. Did you know that Paul would write one of his most poetic moments being chained in prison? Some of you are in prison today. You're stuck. You don't know what to do. You don't know how you're gonna get out. And I'm here to tell you that if Paul can write a letter to a bunch of people while in prison, then surely you can read the word of God without being in physical prison, but maybe in spiritual prison. And, and God can resurrect some things in your life. He goes on and he says, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient bearing one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body, there is one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is over all and through all and in all. Did you know that God is in all of your circumstances? Did you know that? He's in it. Whether you think that he is, he's there. And I know, I've thought this before. God, how did I get to this point in my life? I thought you, I thought you cared about me. I thought you loved me, God. I thought that you were gonna change my life. God, I thought you were gonna do all these things. And the reality is, is that God is not trying to change your circumstance. He's trying to change you. And so many of us, we want God to change our circumstance and what God wants is for you to change. So Ephesians 3.20, you wanna know what change looks like? That God is immeasurably more. 
that God can do more. There's no comfort in the growth zone. And there's no growth in the comfort zone. Thank you for joining us. For more information, you can visit unitedcityfw.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, rate, and even share with your friends. Thanks for being with us today.